You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Brian McTaggart, who covers the Astros for MLB.com. Brian, it was supposed to be a quiet offseason for the Astros, right? That's what I thought we talked about. Yeah, well, you know, I guess things tend to change. I mean, I, you know, I really thought when they got Verlander um, at the end of at the end of August that the, you know their need for starting pitching was was done. But you know, lo and behold, they go out and get Garrett Cole from the Pirates in a in a five player swap. And you know, certainly, I think they're looking uh, towards not only 2018 when they make that kind of deal, but also having him in place for 2019 if they lose Dallas Keuchel to free agency. But you know, getting him in that trade, I just really bolsters their rotation now to where they, along with the Indians, I think have the two best rotations in, in baseball. And, and you, you know, you can make a case that either one is, is the best. But having Verlander, Keuchel, two Cy Young winners at the top, McCullers, still an up-and-coming player. Then you have Cole, who just a couple of years ago won 19 games. He's still 27, still on the upswing. And Charlie Morton's your fifth starter. And, uh, you know, World Series hero Charlie Morton's your fifth starter. And now also you move Brad Peacock to the bullpen, and we right. saw what kind of weapon he could be out of the bullpen. And so uh, this does a lot of things for the Astros, but number one, it makes them better. It's interesting, Brian, because last week we were talking about that fifth spot uh, between McHugh and Peacock, yeah. and now obviously that problem is solved. Not that it was a problem, really. It's kind of a good problem to have. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on – I want to talk about some of the pros – and cons, uh, if there are any, to having Garrett Cole in this rotation? Well, you know, if you look at the cons, I mean, he was injured in 2016. Last year's numbers weren't great. They weren't bad. But I think what the Astros are doing is they're going to come in and they're going to remake him as a pitcher. I mean, he throws hard. That's not going away. Um, they're probably going to make him throw his secondary stuff a lot more, rely on that. Look at look at what pitching coach Brent Strom has done. I mean, he took Dallas Keuchel from a – from a guy who was fledgling even to have a big league career, turned him into a Cy Young, Cy Young Award winner. They took Colin McHugh off of waivers. He had never even been competitive in the big leagues. He won 19 games in the big leagues in one season. Um, plucked Will Harris off waivers, turned him to a, an all-star reliever. Peacock is another one. Uh, Charlie Morton, they signed him to that you know two-year $14 million deal a year ago, and people scoffed at him. And, and even though he missed – a couple of months, they squeezed 14 wins out of him, and he, he won games uh, seven of the ALCS and the World Series, and all of a sudden he's is, is throwing 98 with his nasty breaking ball. So to put him in this environment with Brett Strom and with this all the analytics that, that are going to be fed to him, I, I think he's really got a chance to improve. He's only 27. I mean, he's, he's, still, he's still a young pitcher. He's still best years are still ahead of him. So these could be uh, these could be two very important years for him. I think to, to take his career to the next level, he's in the right place to do it. That's for sure. He's not going to he's not going to have to worry about going out there being the guy, being the ace. He's not going to yeah. have to worry about run support. He's got the best lineup in the in the big leagues behind him, so it's really a great spot for him. Absolutely. And do you feel like it was a fair trade, Brian? I'm going to read. I'm just going to read these names really okay. quick. Joe Musgrove and Michael Felice infielder Colin Moran, who was Houston's number five prospect, now Pirates number four, and minor league outfielder Jason Martin, who was Houston's number 15 prospect and now Pirates number 18, all to Pittsburgh. I think it was a great trade for the Astros. You look at those four players, the only one of those four players that was going to make an impact on the Astros this year was Musgrove. And now he, as a reliever last year, I mean, he showed signs of he could become a dominant reliever. And I think Musgrove could have a pretty good career ahead of him. It looks like the Pirates are going to put him back in the rotation. So 
he's really going to be one to watch. I mean, Colin Moran is an older prospect. Um, he certainly looked like he had found something in his swing, started hitting for more power. But, but where is he going to play in Houston? He's not going to play ahead of Alex Bregman, who's younger and, and at this point in his career better and looks like he could be a, a, a future all-star. So there was really no spot for Moran, so I can see why they traded him. Then you look at Michael Feliz. He's been up and down the last couple of years, looks dominant at times, but uh, still inconsistent. Okay, you're okay with giving him up Martin minor league outfielder okay i think the big takeaway for the astros is they did not give up Derek fisher they did not give mm-hmm. up kyle tucker they did not give up force whitley um they hung on to really you know as you said their top i guess eight prospects in a deal to get a uh, a top a middle of the rotation top of the rotation starter and i, I think you got to tip your hat it could be it could be one of those deals i think danny that works for both sides astros get two years out of coal mm-hmm. maybe they win a world series he, he serves them well, yeah. and maybe the Pirates uh, you know, find their third baseman of the future and, and get a solid starter in Musgrove. Man, poor Derek Fisher. That guy's name that guy's <laughs> name was trending, I think, a few different times throughout last week when things weren't quite officially official between both parties. And I, I got a feel for somebody who doesn't know where they're going and, and everyone just keeps talking about them. That's, that has to be uh, an uneasy feeling, Brian. Yeah, it does, and you know, it all started two years ago. The Astros made the deal; were making a deal to get Ken Giles from the Phillies, and they sent five players to the Phillies: Mark Appel, Vincent Velasquez, and originally, Fisher was included in that. And, and he is—he is, he is a, a Pennsylvania guy, so he was going back home. Concerns over Velasquez's health uh, forced the deal to be reworked, and the Astros ended up keeping Fisher. And uh, you know, he scored the game-winning run in, in Game Five of the World Series, but. He's got a shot to start on this team. I mean, they they have a hole in left field. I mean, Marwin Gonzalez played there in the in the uh, in the playoffs, and Marwin's still going to play a lot of left field. But you know, he's a utility player, and they want him to move around. He's going to be a free agent after this year. So, um, I mean, other than that, um, Fisher's got a chance to come and get some at bats in left field for the Astros. So, if they don't trade him here in the next month before spring training starts, he's got he's got a real shot to. Uh, uh, you know, get a spot on this team and, and maybe get three, 300, 400 at bats to see what he can do. All right, there we go. I'm, I'm excited to, to see what happens with him. Uh, Brian, listen, uh, we're all about setting goals as the season approaches, and Lance McCullers Jr. isn't above any goal setting, and you wrote about how he's working on his changeup. He's trying to get that back to form, but he's also working with Justin Verlander to get his four-seam back in action. Do you feel like this is ambitious for an off-season project? I feel like this this is a, a tall task ahead for him, or is this just right on track for someone like McCullers? No, I think it's on track for him. I mean, look, Lance Lance is ultra-competitive. I mean, he, you, you watch him pitch, you know that is demonstrative as he gets on the mound. You, you even follow him on, on, follow him on social media, you can tell he's very confident, wants to be the best. He even told us at FanFest the other day, he's like, when I'm, when I'm healthy and I'm on my game, I'm one of the best guys there is. I mean, he's, he's not short of confidence, but he realizes he needs to get better. I mean, he's fastball, 96, 97, 98. He's got this devastating curveball, but he's got to have that, that changeup. And uh, when he's throwing that changeup uh, really effectively, look, in the first half he threw way more changeups than he did in the, in the second half. And he was an all-star pitcher in the first half. He, he had a terrific first half. Now, he was injured a little bit in the second half. So he's got to get back to establishing that changeup as part of his arsenal. But having anything you learn from Justin Verlander, I think, is going to be great. And mm-hmm. if, he's, if he's able to throw that four-seam more, that's just another weapon in, in his arsenal. And I, I think having Garrett Cole around Verlander is going to be tremendous for him. Forrest Whitley, their number one pitching prospect, could be in big league camp. 
he could soak up Verlander for a year or two, and we could be looking back in, in, in a few years and all these guys could be tipping their hats to Verlander, taking their careers to the next level because Verlander's got it down. He's got the regiment down, the work ethic down. He's got the track record, the back of the baseball card, as A.J. Hinch would say. So Lance <laughs> McCullers wants to tinker something in, in the spring that, uh, and have Justin Verlander kind of lead the way. I think everyone would be all for it. Okay, so we'll, we'll wait and see if any of these goals actually come to fruition, which I think I think they definitely will. So we'll wait and see how McCullers performs. Brian, uh, update on arbitration-eligible players uh, whom the Astros have yet to reach an agreement with. World Series champs George Springer, Ken Giles, and Colin McHugh. Is this worrisome? I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, uh, those are obviously three key players going forward, you know, especially Springer being the World Series MVP. But, you know, they're not they're not too far apart on each one of these guys. It, I think they, they'll end up probably going to a, a hearing with all three of these guys. I know they, they've tried to extend Springer at least one other time previously, maybe more, and, he, and he's yet to do it. So he's at the point in his career now where he's going to start making some big money, you know, a couple of years now away from free agency. So, you know, it's all part of it. They had eight arbitration-eligible guys. They were able to get five of them done before the deadline uh, to do those deals. So, um, you know, McHugh, if they go to go to a trial with him, he actually won his case against the Astros last year. But this is a, a guy that was injured for three and a half, three and a half months in, in 2017. So um, you have to wonder how much of a case he had. Ken Giles would be interesting because – um, as good as he was in the regular season, he was still wildly inconsistent. We all know in the playoffs he was really, well, he was really bad at, at points in the playoffs. So um, those are going to have to be cases argued on both sides. But but they're going to be under contract for the Astros next year and the year after that. So it's just a matter of how much money they're going to make at this point. So Brian, my next follow up question, I feel like should be pretty obvious. What in the world could they possibly say about George Springer and not deserving the money he is asking for? Boy, I would love. To, I would love to, if they go to a hearing. I would love to be in there and see because uh, if I'm George Springer's agent, I'm, I'm <laughs> popping in World Series games two through seven, and I'm like, here you go. We'll, we'll yeah. you know, just sign here, and we'll catch you on the way back to the spring training <laughs> complex. Because you know, this is a, a, a guy's 28, uh, still on the rise. He, he was at times looked like he was going to be a, a most valuable player candidate before he got hurt. Maybe. You know, the fact that he's had a little bit of an injury history. But, you know, two years ago he played in every game. But, you know, George Springer is uh, he's solid as it gets as far as baseball goes. So I, I don't know how the Astros what, – what they're going to do is, you know, take, take the salary and, and compare it to some, some players that are, are like him at similar points in his career. So it's going to be more about that than, than saying what George Springer can't do well because he can do just about everything well. And uh, that certainly would be a, an interesting case if, if it gets that far. I'd want to be a fly on the wall for sure, Ryan. Yeah, no doubt. I've, I've <laughs> always said for years, man, if, if I would love to sit in on one of those arbitration cases and just listen to both sides because I think it's just a fascinating process. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, last thing, Brian. Obviously the goal for the Astros and many are predicting going back-to-back, and Astros leadership says that they may not even be done yet after going out and getting Garrett Cole, which is crazy. And you wrote about that Jeff Luno mentioned that the Astros – are still looking. They've still got their eyes open and their ears. Everyone's peeled. Their heads are on swivels. Who's at the top of this list? Who else are they going to get? Well, if you if you look around at the team right now, I mean, rotation. There's there's nowhere to add anybody. You don't need to. Uh, they've already added two pieces to the bullpen. Could they add one more? You know, maybe. Maybe maybe they add a lefty reliever. I mean, that 
I think their one weakness right now is having solid lefty relief. And if you look around the diamond, the only spot where there's a, kind of an opening, if you will, is we talked about it earlier, is left field. Because um, they, uh, with, with uh, Beltron being gone, take him out of the outfield mix, and now you have this, this hole in left field. Marisnik's going to be back, but he's your fourth outfielder. Derek Fisher's going to have a shot to win that job, but do you bring in a Carlos Gonzalez for one year? Put that you know veteran left-handed bat in left field. If, if they do something like that, if, you know I, I know they have an offer out to Carlos Gonzalez. If they sign him uh, and then sign a left-handed relief pitcher, this I mean this team would would absolutely have zero weaknesses. <laughs> I mean their weaknesses are few right now, and we're really nitpicking. But you know if they go out in the next month and, and address those two things, then. I don't see if they stay healthy. I, don't, I wouldn't see anybody catching the Astros, and, and they should be the overwhelming favorites to win another World Series. Oh my goodness, Brian! I can't even imagine. So, uh, we only got a couple of weeks until spring. We'll wait and see. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I can't either. I'm I'm super excited, and I think I think what's most exciting is the AL West is is very exciting as well. The Angels with Shohei Otani and the Mariners who have fortified their rotation and their infield. And so it's, it's really exciting. And I, I just can't wait to see what happens. Oh yeah. Division's gotten a lot stronger. I mean, the Astros won 50 games in the division last year and as good as they are, I mean, that is going to be tough to do with, you know, Otani and, you know, they added uh, Kinsler Upton's coming back. Uh, you know, the changes you said with the, uh, with the uh, Mariners and the, the additions they made. And, and then, you know, the A's have a, this nice young core that's up Absolutely. and coming and, You know, the Rangers for what they are, they, they did win the division the two years prior to the Astros, so they could still go out and add a player or two, and they have a they have a veteran core, I think, that's looking to compete one last time. So um, AOS is going to be a dogfight, but it's I, still very much the uh, Astros division. All right, all right. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see, Brian. I'm excited. And if you guys still need your Astros fix, make sure to go to Astros.com and check out all of that good stuff because it's going to be there's going to be a lot of new things coming in all the way up until spring training and then just an explosion of new stuff. So, Brian, thank you so much for your time. I'm Danny Wexelman with Brian McTaggart. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>